Psychic Sisters. I'm Christy Brower here with my sister, co-host and partner in crime, Katie Weaver. Hey, Katie. Hello. How's it going? Oh, it's going. Had to take one of the puppies to the vet this afternoon. Oh, no. Poor little Bruno. His eyes have been red and itchy, bothering him for a few days. And we've been giving him some Benadryl, thinking maybe he's just so darn little and low to the ground, you know, and he goes outside and runs around in the tall grass and you know, wondering if it's allergies. Uh, but, oh, they were bad this morning and green and goopy. And I went, nah, mm. it's vet time. So mm. we went and they said it's allergies. <laughs> so, yeah, but they gave him a, a little steroid salve to go on him twice a day. And they actually look less swollen now than they did okay. earlier. The vet said you should see a pretty good improvement even in a day or two. So. Yeah, so no, he's a little bit nice. clingy and cuddly, and, mm-hmm. you know, it's clear he doesn't feel great. Mm-hmm, poor little guy. Well, and the other dogs are like, they won't leave his eyes alone, you know. They can see it, too, so they're constantly mm-hmm. trying to look at his eyes, and it hurts, and he cries. And, yeah, so my poor little Bruno, they were super sweet to him at the vet, though. They had a fit oh, over how cute he is and how tiny oh, he is. I bet. I talked to the vet because, you know, he's a polydactyl and that has worried me a little bit. Like, right. Could he have any, you know, health issues? issues? Yeah. Extra toes are, you know, not ideal, really. Mm -hmm. Uh, He said his heart sounds great. Uh, Everything seems good. So, you know, he said we could run some blood tests if we need to at some point. But he said he's not concerned. So. Well, nice. Glad to hear that. Yeah. We'll take it. Yes, we will. And I have a darling video of him. Oh, yes. Let's see it. This is a video I took yesterday. I, they go out back and play and go potty. And then sometimes they really get naughty about wanting to come back in. And I get it. They want to play outside. And I'll take my work outside with me if I can. But, you know, I can't always go outside for an hour every time they want to go out. True. So, And I'm just not confident letting them go out by themselves yet. And we yeah. have a really good fenced yard. But, uh, you know, You're they so are little. so little. Yeah. Bruno can sneak under doors. I mean, there's just, you can't trust anything at this point, mm. right? Plus, I just worry about big uh, birds. My backyard's, you know, got dogs and pigs running around. So I'm not too worried about other animals, except for like a hawk or an owl could make off with those boys. And I'd never know what happened, you know? Right. So anyway, I'm a little paranoid about it. So they have to stay in unless I'm out there. But mm. the only way I get them in is by squeaking a toy. So... I did a grocery order yesterday and I ordered some more squeaky toys. Ah. Well, holy shit. Do these toys squeak? Oh my God. Oh, no. <laughs> but Bruno couldn't figure out how to play with it. Luca, Luca grabbed his and was squeaking it and throwing it all over and chasing it. And Bruno could not figure out what to do. So I have a little <laughs> video of him playing with it. That's pretty cute. So. <laughs>
And that was pretty much the whole day. <laughs> he, he just thought if he barked at it long enough. <laughs> he finally figured out that if he jumped on it, it would squeak. And mm -hmm. so there was more. I tried to get some video of that later. And he was on the couch. It just didn't work very well. But um, he would kind of make a run at it and hit it with both of his front paws. And it would make a squeak. And then he would bark at it for a while. And then he'd <laughs> jump on it and squeak it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> hilarious but then his rude brother started gathering up there's f five of them i only gave him two initially then i gave him two more because i'm an idiot and <laughs> pretty soon luca was laying on three of them and chewing on one of them oh <laughs> so, you know how it goes anyway yeah so, i do <laughs> all's well here we're just you know deep into puppy business that's all it sounds like it well what you've been doing all day all's well here too um well, one of the things I did is uh, Rhonda cleaned up our patio and planted our flowers on Monday and she had sprayed off all our patio uh, like chair pads and stuff. So I mm -hmm. put the whole patio back together. So we are ready for barbecuing set. Okay. So I'm excited about that. Nice. I love it. Well, tonight is our Wednesday night case updates. I just want to welcome our chatters, Cranky, Colleen, Fran, Elizabeth, Sherry, RJ, Welcome. It's nice to have you all here. And if you're listening after the fact or you're listening and not chatting, welcome, welcome. We have so much stuff going on. Really interesting mm -hmm. things are yeah. happening in a lot of our cases mm -hmm. right now. And we do have some really good news. Katie, I wanted you to start with the rape custody case that we covered this week. Yes. Good news in this case, friends. Very good news in this case. Turns out when things hit the press and there's public outcry, you know, sometimes some heads roll. Yeah. And that happened this time. So it it it's good and questionable news. But this mm -hmm. is the case of Krista Abelseth and John Barnes. Uh, Krista was raped by John Barnes when she was 16. Uh, the question, the only real question is, was it statutory rape or was it rape? It doesn't matter. It was rape. It was rape was either 16. way. She was right. rape either way. He's made some very strong public statements that she had a fake ID and she was in a bar and he wouldn't have known. And this was absolutely not rape. Uh, John, you had sex with a 16 year old when you were 30 and got her pregnant. It yeah, was rape. It was. It, it, I, there's no other way to say it. No. Anyway, so as you know, we had reported earlier that she, Krista, has lost custody of her 16-year-old daughter to this man and mm. now is ordered to pay him child support. And ridiculous. All of it is just so freaking sick. Well, mm. anyway, uh, Judge Jeffrey Cash is the one who uh, pulled this absolutely inane bullshit. And after a lot of outcry, he has rescinded that order mm -hmm. and temporarily transferred physical custody of the minor to a third-party guardian. Which is ridiculous because mm -hmm. her mother hasn't done anything to lose her in the first place. No, this has all been completely But my bad. main concern is for this child, this 16-year-old yeah. girl who has been forced to live with her mother's rapist. My God. The judge it's... also decided that the 16-year-old should have her own attorney representing uh, her, which yeah. is correct. She should yeah. because at her age... In Idaho, at her age, if there's a custody dispute, she is old enough to choose which parent mm -hmm. she lives with. 
Mm-hmm. And I don't know in Louisiana, you know, if it's the same, but mm-hmm. it's a horrifying thought to think that this kid is in mm-hmm. the middle of this with no say. Yep. Yeah. Yep. There have also been allegations we're learning now that he had been sexually, physically, and verbally abusive of that child. Well, of course he has. Yeah. I mean, uh, and this don't was brought. Their thoughts. This information was brought to CPS by a school counselor. Oh, my gosh. Not her mom. A school counselor called CPS and said, this child is being abused by her dad. And what the judge decided to do about it is give him full custody. Yeah. This is so epically screwed up. It's just horrifying. There still needs to be a serious investigation into this judge. Mm -hmm. Because how the hell did this happen? Yeah. Yeah. How did it happen in the first place? Well, and also into the police department that never investigated Mm -hmm. the rape allegation either. Mm -hmm. The hell, you know? Yep. Yep. So now, of course, uh, the police have investigated it and turned it over to the prosecutor to, uh, you know, real quick here. Mm -hmm. uh, Oh, oh, it seems like maybe maybe we messed up. They said we messed up, but rest assured, we've never messed up before and we'll never mess up again. This was an isolated incident. Uh, Um, First of all. Bullshit. But yeah. second of all, even if it was, why? Yeah. Why? Because as we know, John Barnes owns a business, a marketing business that represents the police department. Yeah. And he's made it real clear to Crystal or Krista lots of times that he's well connected in law enforcement. And if she ever tries to cause any trouble for him, he'll just take her daughter away from her, which is exactly what he did. Which is exactly what he did. Even though the school, a third-party independent, had gone to CPS with serious concerns about abuse at her dad's house. Mm. It's just unbelievable. So I think her getting her own attorney is a great idea. Mm -hmm. I think this is what should have happened in the first place. And that we will see the right thing hopefully start happening for this child at this point. God, I hope so. This is so horrifying and terrifying, frankly. Mm -hmm. Yep. Well, thank you for that. I'm glad that at least we know that she's now not mm-hmm. forced to live with this man for, mm-hmm. and, and that there's some recognition that her rights need to be acknowledged here. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, uh, welcome to those that came in after we started. Crystal, Brandy, uh, JR, welcome, welcome. And yes, Cranky, stupid yep. ass judge, right? Mm-hmm. Uh Speaking of stupid ass situations, uh, the Dylan Rounds case. Mm. We talked, covered Dylan Rounds last week. Dylan Rounds is missing from uh, southern Utah, sort of the Utah, uh, Arizona, or, uh, mm-hmm. Nevada border. And, you know, I'm really proud of his mom. When I spoke to her on the phone, I told her, I said, you be loud. Don't mm-hmm. give up. Don't stop talking to every media source you can get you mm-hmm. have to be loud it's the only way well she's now been interviewed on national tv she's been interviewed here on east idaho news and a mm-hmm. whole bunch of other places and, and true crime podcasts and lots of really good stuff happening mm-hmm. also the fbi has now involved themselves in this case yes because suddenly the police have decided that maybe a crime has been committed here mm-hmm but they've waited so long yep. 
to look at it from that standpoint. And they have been looking for Dylan, but they've not been treating this as though a crime has been committed when it's pretty damn clear it has. Mm -hmm. So there's not a lot to update as far as the, his location or anything yet, but we know that the FBI has now stepped in and said, yeah, we're going to be a part of this, Mm -hmm. which that makes me happy. I'm hoping, you know, it just seemed like the local, um, Utah and Nevada police departments have, or county sheriff's offices, have been slow yeah. to take this seriously and have not really been there for the family the way that they ought to be and mm-hmm. have not really given enough of a shit about Dylan. Mm-hmm. And I think we're seeing that start to happen. So mm-hmm. I'm hoping that's going to result in some, you know, at least some news for the family to find out what the hell happened here. Mm-hmm. So we're going to keep on keeping an eye out on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Katie. They also um, fired, they, they had a private investigator. Oh, the private investigator. Yeah. This guy, Jim Terry. Mm-hmm. Who was way more busy trying to track down conspiracy theories than he was trying to find Dylan. So until they bad. finally had enough and fired him. He was really terrible to Dylan's parents. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just all of these crazy conspiracy theories rather than actually putting in the shoe leather to figure out what the hell's happened to this kid. Yeah. So they've made a big public statement that they are no longer affiliated with him. They don't want anything to do with him. And it's been really ugly. Mm-hmm. Drama, 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 drama. Well, and these people don't need this shit. They are oh. trying to find their 19-year-old kid. Yep. They don't need ambulance chasers and a bunch of crap going on. No. Apparently there have been a lot of conspiracy theories and a lot of unwanted um, what ifs. Yes. That are, it's why we don't read current cases. Yep. This is why. Yep. Because right now what matters is for the family to have all of the help and support they can get with law enforcement to do what they need to do. Other people need to step the hell back. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's one thing to report on the case, but to get mixed up in stuff like that and mm-hmm. scaring people and winding people up. No, they're no, adding in- to the hysteria. That doesn't help. No, it doesn't. doesn't help. And they are living their worst nightmare right now. And what they need is, is people to stay out of the fray, you know? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 Brandy said, listening to him made me so sick. I was cheering Candace on when she said, I'm not listening to this anymore and hung up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The guy is a creeper. Mm -hmm. So I'm very glad that they're not working with him anymore. Mm -hmm. Certainly a name to keep in the back of your head because nobody else needs this experience either. No, this reminds me a lot of the uh, PI that was hired first by the family, then fired, then hired by the community. To look into the Dior Kuntz case. Yes. Who was also extremely inflammatory. And he had yeah. the people around here with torches and pitchforks, man. Yeah. And I don't deny that I do believe that Dior's parents had everything to do with his disappearance. But what this guy was doing wasn't finding Dior. No. It, it wasn't no. getting charges brought. It was just causing a lot of hate and chaos and commotion. And frankly, I think that his efforts are part of the reason why they never have stepped forward and told the truth because he made them extremely unsafe from the get go. He did. He did. And that's not, that's not how this is supposed to work, you know, but also, and I can understand why people go for PIs when you have 
you know, like in Dylan Round's uh, situation where you have law enforcement that seem to be not all that concerned. Mm -hmm. Or maybe not all that good. You know, Mm -hmm. we've taken a lot of things for granted, things that we assume about the police force. Right. But if Uvalde has taught us anything. Good Lord. It's that not all police forces are created equal. I mean, I look at Madison and Fremont and the amazing job they have done with the uh, Dave Belvalo case and the hard work that has been put in and everything they've done. And I take for granted that every police force is that good. They aren't. No. Well, and even are those those local ones that you just named aren't always either. No, it's true. But in this particular case, and I will say we have to credit yeah. the FBI too because they came in very early on, mm-hmm. and helped as well. But they, but yeah, yeah, these two counties have worked really hard mm-hmm. at doing this right and taking mm-hmm. it seriously. Yeah. We haven't seen that in Dylan Round's case quite yet. No. So, but I think we're about to because when the feds come in, everybody kind of straightens up a bit. Yeah. So we'll keep an eye on that and let you know what uh, yeah. continues to roll out. Uh, Katie, um, the parents of Gabby Petito were in court today. You want to tell us a little bit about that? They sure were. So as we know already, they filed suit against the laundries. And they filed suit. They're seeking for around $30,000 in damages for the mental anguish they suffered due to the deceit of the laundries. So basically in the filing from March, they're saying, this is what the, the filing says. Christopher Laundry and Roberta Laundry exhibited extreme and outrageous conduct, which constitutes behavior under the circumstances, which goes beyond all possible bounds of decency and is regarded as shocking, atrocious, and utterly intolerable in a civilized community. Yeah. Essentially, they're saying that they absolutely believe that the laundries knew that Gabby was dead and they had a pretty good sense of where Gabby was and they mm-hmm. refused to tell the right. Petitos or uh, law enforcement. And they allowed all of those days of suffering and that search to happen. I think hoping they'd never find her maybe, but I mm-hmm. think they were just really kind of hoping to uh, just get it to all go away in some way. But the right. Petitos and law or the Petitos are trying to prove that or the Petito family is trying to prove that they knew they yeah. knew and they didn't say yep. so they this is a civil trial not a criminal trial of course but mm-hmm. or, or matter so they went to court today basically to present their evidence to the judge to see if he would allow this to move forward right he said he'll issue a written ruling in within two weeks uh laundries were not there yeah the Petito family was there laundries were just represented by their attorney yet again Mm-hmm. They don't give a flying fuck about Gabby nope. or Gabby's nope. family. Nope. They Not can't even be bothered all. to show up to court. Mm-hmm. And 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 I think that the statement made in the uh, filing is not an it, it is very true. We have all been absolutely dumbfounded mm-hmm. by their behavior through this entire thing. Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 it's true. Like this just goes mm-hmm. beyond any reasonable humans idea of what a parent would do if their child was with someone who went missing and they Mm -hmm. knew things well like one of the things they pointed out in the filing is that the petite or the the laundries took brian and went on a vacation when he got home which is true they went camping Mm -hmm. 
while Gabby is missing. Her family is trying to find her. They uh -huh. won't talk to anybody. They're off yep. campus. And they're refusing to talk to Gabby's family. They won't have anything to yeah. do with them. Blocked them on social media and on their phones. Yep. And then <laughs> they go camping. I mean, these are people whose children were engaged to each other. They have been in each other's homes. They've spent time together. They weren't well, strangers. They, they knew had them. lived with the laundries for a year. Yeah. Gabby had lived in their house for a year. Mm -hmm. Yep. And they did not give a shit about her. Not a bit. Not no. a bit. So the argument that their attorney is making is that they had no obligation to turn any information over to law enforcement or to Petitos or anybody else that they had no obligation to say shit. And it's scary because he might not be wrong. He might not be wrong legally. Yep. I mean, morally, no, but legally, yep. the crime had already occurred. Yep. And you know, they have the right to protect themselves, right, you know, to protect mm -hmm. against self-incrimination, all that stuff. And that's what he's saying. And, and it may end up there. It doesn't uh -huh. make the laundries good people. Right. But this yep. may not go anywhere, which it I think not. is really unfortunate. But that's what uh, their lawyer, you know, their laundries lawyer is saying is that they had, he said they had no obligation or, uh, yeah, well, basically no obligation to say anything. How screwed up is that, mm -hmm. you know? Yep. Oh, duty. He said they had no duty or obligation to speak. And the Petitos are saying, okay, their attorney said, even if they were uh, exercising some of their rights to not implicate their son, which is possible, mm -hmm. they could have made an anonymous call. Right. They could have done anything anything to stop the bleeding but they didn't right. instead Tried yeah they went camping they hid out in their house they let brian go kill himself yeah they and did. also let that waste law enforcement and then time when it was month. yeah when they finally went to help look for him they found him almost immediately they walked directly to his body they have been terrible yeah Yep. They have, and, and right, Cranky, Cranky says, gee, my kid comes home with his fiance's van and not her. No problem, right? Mm -hmm. So cold-hearted, right? Yep. If that was you and that was your kid, I have a 26-year-old son. If that yep. happened, I would be kicking that kid's ass to the police department. Right, yeah. What the hell has happened? Mm -hmm. I cannot yep. imagine doing that. Mm -hmm. And I can't imagine, it, it tells you a lot about the way they raised Brian yeah. to begin with. That yep. they would be comfortable with this. Yep. So, yep. well, we'll see what the judge has to say, but it was pretty gross that the laundries didn't yeah. show up. Yeah. Pretty typical mm -hmm. of their cowardly bullshit behavior. So, yeah. yeah, but there'll be a ruling within two weeks about whether or not they will allow this to carry on. But yes, as a parent, yeah, yeah. as yeah. a parent to watch another family go through this, how? Yeah. Yep. I... I don't know. It's unthinkably selfish behavior. It is. It is. Speaking of unthinkably selfish, Ghislaine Maxwell, <laughs> not friend of the show. <laughs> so her sentencing is coming up on the 28th of this month. So here in June. And right now there are two victims that want to speak at the sentencing that her attorney is trying to block. And it's an mm -hmm. interesting conversation because 
both of these women were adults at the time that they alleged they were um, assaulted by mm-hmm. Maxwell and Epstein. They are not specifically named in Maxwell's charges, but they have um, made it clear that they are also victims and, and have said that in the past and have tried to be a part of this and be supportive of the victims that were minors at the time, right? Yeah. So I'm I'm curious to see what the judge does with this. Um, the, the rules around who can speak at a sentencing are pretty broad, and a lot of it is up to the judge. And so the judge can determine, you know, but Maxwell's attorneys are saying that these, she's not been convicted of any crime against these two people, which is true. Mm. And so, I don't know, we'll see what happens here. That's the hard part, is that there's never really going to be justice for all of Maxwell and Epstein's victims. No. Because not even all of them have ever been um, named in in the trials. Yeah. So it should be interesting. Yeah, very interesting. But also in Ghislaine Maxwell's bullshit... Her attorney has asked for a shorter prison sentence than the recommended 20 years because an inmate has threatened to kill her. You know, (laughs) you know, because jail sucks and women in jail hate women who traffic girls. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think that's a reason to shorten anyone's sentence. It might be a reason (laughs) to keep them in solitary to protect them. But it's certainly not a reason to shorten her sentence. But the, the and the entitlement endless bitching here. Yeah, yeah, the entitlement is so so shocking and laughable. Uh, Gillane, nobody likes you, bro. They no. are going to be mean to you. They're going to kick your ass every chance they get because yeah. they hate you. That's yeah. your problem. You you uh you made this bed, dude. You made this bed. Yeah. Yep. Sucks to suck. Yeah, it, it really does. But they're picking on me, Your Honor. And that just never quits with her, does it? Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to her sentencing, although then the appeals will really begin. But at least, I don't know, then she'll... But, you know, I mean, she's just in jail now. So then when they put her in prison, I mean, she won't even be housed probably with that person who's already threatened to kill her. So there's not a lot of reason there. Right. Yeah. Uh, oh, JR, thank you. Yes, congrats on our 5K. We finally made 5K subs, Yes, yes, we Freaking did. finally. <laughs> it's taken a while, but we're happy about it. We've finally gotten there. We've grown up. We have. Mm-hmm. We have definitely grown up. Let's see. What else have we got? We have so much. Oh, Katie, uh, you want to tell us about what's going on with the Crumblies right now? <laughs> Speaking of whiny bitches. (laughs) Some more whiny bitching. Yes. So at some point, well, the Crumbly's attorneys have never liked the fact that the prosecutor is so quick to get behind a mic. And at some point here in the not too, uh, you know, (laughs) near past or far past, she called them liars Mm -hmm. in front of a mic. Yeah. Um, Because they're liars. Yes. And anyway, so they are now uh, petitioning the court to punish her and also uh, basically muzzle her and not let her uh, speak to the press anymore 
because that was really inflammatory to call them liars. Now, okay, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. A tainted jury pool is never a good thing. Right. And they already think they can't get a fair trial where they are. Dude, you can't get a fair trial on the moon at this point. And that's your own damn fault. That's your own fault. And what no your kid did and what you that. did. Right. I mean, come on. But, and she maybe should lay off, honestly, just because of the fact that we don't want to miss trial. We no. do not. This is a precedent setting case for school shootings. So and we don't so. want to miss trial. We want a right. strong message sent. But she's been pretty loud. So. They're mm -hmm. crying to the judge that they think it's very unfair and she needs to stop talking about them like that. I don't know. I mean, they're charged with four counts of involuntary manslaughter. So are they also mm -hmm. mad they're being called murderers? Right. Hey, come on. I think lying is the least of your worries right now, dummies. Yeah. I mean, you'd think so. But anyway, their feelings are quite hurt. So there's also a lawsuit that has been filed yes. by a bunch of students from Oxford High School demanding that the school do something to get them better safety and better transparency. Yeah. You know, because they don't want this to ever happen again. And now they're all scared to death to come to school. Who wouldn't be? Mm-hmm. Who so, wouldn't be? And and there's been plenty come out that really makes you question the actions of the school as well. Mm -hmm. Everybody fucked up in this situation. Yep. So one of the parents named Alicia Feltz, and she said, putting our children's names in a federal lawsuit is a desperate attempt. With the lack of investigation, there's a lack of transparency. With the lack of transparency, there's a lack of accountability. If there's no accountability, trust cannot be rebuilt. Right. So they want to know, what are you going to do about it? Right, right. How how do these kids continue in this mm -hmm. school? But the school said, oh, hey, now, we're going to get on that. We're going to do an internal investigation as to what happened here on our end that could have been done differently. But we aren't going to do that until the civil suits are over because the school's getting sued right and left. Yeah. And... They said, we can't really do that until the civil suits are over. So until then, sorry, bro. Maybe they just need to buy some of those bulletproof pads for their backpacks. Jesus they didn't Christ. say that. I said that. But, you know, but that's basically six months. Like, sorry, I don't know what shooting. to tell you. Like, come yeah. on. Yeah. That's so screwed up. Mm -hmm. It is well, very screwed up. It is, you know, particularly because, and let's talk about Uvalde. Um, yeah. So several things going on with Uvalde, but one is they are tearing that school down. They're going yes. to tear it down and build a new school. How could mm -hmm. you ever expect children or school staff to ever set foot in that building again? How? Yeah. So I'm happy to hear that. But then you think about the Oxford kids, like, okay, yeah. but they have to stay in that building? Yeah. Like, come they on. They don't want to go there. Yeah. Why, why would they possibly want to go? And but, some of the kids maybe it can go somewhere else, but some of them probably can't. Maybe their parents can't afford to drive them to another school district or bus them right? or put them in a private school. Maybe this is just what they've got, you know? Yeah. And in this, in that instance, they deserve better than this. Yeah, they definitely do. They definitely do. Um, 
speaking of deserve better, Uvalde. So yeah. the school district police chief, Pete Arredondo, has now mm-hmm. finally been placed on leave. Gosh. The fact that he had a minute. Been, yeah. Before, yes, Brandy, they did tear down Sandy Hook as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's on leave now. Because, mm-hmm. you know, they're now saying that as the SWAT team basically stood in the hallway at Robb Elementary, the mm-hmm. door wasn't even locked. Yep. They could have just opened the door and solved it. Yep. But what a lot of the officers are saying is they were standing there at the ready with no orders. Mm-hmm. And this guy has, he's said so many things now. At one point he said he didn't know he was the person in charge. He figured at some point someone else had already taken over. I mean, did it really matter? There right. were children being gunned down in your school. Mm-hmm. Why not everyone just take charge and get the hell in there? Yeah. This is such a nightmare. And, you know, of course there's a, um, there's a federal investigation going on now. and It's mm-hmm. just getting worse and worse. Yeah. But oh, the more the info comes out, the worse it gets. And it's just unbelievable. It's, it's just unthinkable. It is. Yeah. It is the absolute worst case scenario you could possibly imagine. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But I'm glad that they're maybe, I don't know, going to remove some of these idiots mm-hmm. that screwed this up so royally. Why mm-hmm. Why have they still been in their positions? Yeah. Doesn't make any sense to me. An article in the Texas Tribune from earlier today. Uh, a special agent from the Texas Department of Public Safety arrived 20 minutes after the shooting started. He asked another officer, are there still kids in the classrooms? If there are, they just need to get in there. Another officer said, it's unknown at this time. How could they not know? The agent said, y'all don't know if there's kids in there? If there's kids, we need to get in there. And he said, whoever's in charge will determine that. Oh, my God. So he waited for a minute and was like, nah. So he said, well, there are kids over there and I'm getting them out. So he started getting kids out from another section of the school, you know. Mm-hmm. without uh, having to be told to by someone who didn't know he was in charge. But, it's you so know, ridiculous. Uh, all the while that we know that one of the officers that was there had received texts from his wife, who was a teacher. Yeah. That, and who told him she was bleeding to death. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They knew. They knew. Those kids were calling 911 on their cell phones from inside the school. Begging they knew. for help. They knew. They knew and they didn't go in. They yeah. knew and they chose to just stand there. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, fine. Lose your job for insubordination. Yeah. Save some elementary school kids. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Which is more important? Well, there's a lot of challenges, too, because the state and local agencies have refused to release records, refused to release uh, camera footage, any uh, cop cam footage. Mm-hmm. Uh, local officials have tried to bar journalists from public meetings. Yeah. And there have been closed-door hearings held by state lawmakers that should have been public. They're doing everything they can to keep things pretty quiet. They are, but the feds are not going to let that happen. No. Fortunately, but it's all too little too late. Yep. We also know that that there was some talk that, well, we were waiting for other guns and for shields to come, ballistic shields, 
And now we know that they had those things from the get-go. They did. They had all of it. Yeah. It's just, it's unthinkable. The whole thing. Ugh. Yep. Okay. I don't want to talk about Uvalde anymore. Sorry <laughs> <laughs> talking about Uvalde. Oh, let's talk about Patriot Front. <laughs> so Patriot Front, of course, is the dumbass group of neo-Nazis that showed up at Pride at Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, a couple of weekends ago. Uh, well, attempted to show up at Pride, were yeah. caught, seen uh, loading themselves into a uh, U-Haul to drive to Pride, were pulled over and arrested. And y'all know the story. We've told you the story. So it's come out in the news that there were um, some people that gave money to pay bail to get these fools Mm -hmm. out. And one particular man named, let's say his name proudly, Mm -hmm. Joshua Plotner paid $2,200 in bail to get about seven men out. Yeah. According to the men who were who were bonded out, they don't even know this guy. And they're from multiple states. Like, he just wanted to support their organization yeah. by spending money to get these fools bonded out. Is that yeah. just gross? Mm-hmm. Why would... In, there have been many times in which I wanted to pay somebody's bail if I could have. You know, the water keepers, for example, or Black Lives Matter protesters. Mm -hmm. Patriot Front, really? Mm -hmm. Those guys deserved to sit their asses in jail as long as humanly possible. Mm -hmm. So anyway, just super gross. But hey, don't forget that dummy's name, Joshua Plotner of Craigmont. (laughs) Let's uh, hopefully somebody finds out where he works because that's a bunch of crap. Also, Patriot Front, uh, it was $300 to bail out, right? Yeah. We know uh, from the records that are coming out that several people had to get a bond. They could afford to fly there or travel there because none of them were from there to be there for this bullshit. But had to get a bond they had to get a bail bondsman to give them 300 dollars to get out of jail wow bunch of geniuses friends a bunch of life in mommy's basement again right holy hell uh one other thing in the crumblies i forgot about this (laughs) so they have tried the defense has tried to restrict pre-trial publicity um you know they're trying to keep them out of the news as possible as much as possible mm-hmm. which um cracks me up i think because uh what they did couldn't have been more public mm-hmm. and the the people's response was they make no case and this is not an emergency because they did an emergency supplemental motion to restrict pre-trial publicity and they, mm-hmm. they have no legitimate reason for it. Also, why is this an emergency? So just wanted to tell you that part, too. Interesting. Yeah. I do have one more thing on uh, Patriot Front. Oh, let's hear it. This is a TikTok that went viral. This is a training video of some of these little boys playing G.I. Joe. And it's funny <laughs> as hell. It's so funny. <laughs> it's so bad. 
and I thought you guys might enjoy seeing it. So I'm going to pull it up. Right, maybe I didn't illustrate that at the first time. That's my mistake, but column left. Or if I'm calling Mark time, right, we're Mark timing, and I go call or forward, Mark, that's fucked up. I call him or forward, Mark, you'll be like, oh, boom. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, stay in your spot. Don't move. Pivot. We should probably mute that audio or we're going to get in trouble for that. <laughs> and there you go. Learning how to march. They're not sure. They had to have a little fight about it, but... Now we know. There's because, another video of them hiding behind shields that's funny as hell. As well. Oh, it's yes. So you'll have to go search that out on TikTok. There's a whole series of these videos that uh, are just hysterical, but they really are because <laughs> Cranky says they're doing jazzercise. <laughs> yeah, so, pretty much. Yeah. In what situation do they need to march in a company like that? <laughs> like, what? It's hard to know. <laughs> it really is. Were they going to march in the pride parade? Was that the plan? <laughs> I'm so confused. They've been practicing. Yeah. 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 Definitely a bunch of losers. Mm -hmm. uh, Katie, you want to tell us a little bit about Adam Montgomery? Yeah. So no big surprise, really, but uh, a report coming out about Adam that they're keeping him in 23 hours a day of solitary for his safety. Mm-hmm. Well, this is jail. They have to keep you safe while you go through the process and get to prison or get out if you're innocent mm -hmm. or found innocent. And so uh, he gets 23 hours a day in his cell, cell. He gets one hour out. And they said most of those days he spends on the phone. Mm. Probably talking to his attorneys and things. but Probably, but I think he should have to do that until he tells us where Harmony is. Well, right. When, when yeah. you say where your daughter is, then maybe you can have a little less time in yourself. Mm -hmm. For sure. Mm -hmm. So she, or he uh, also requested to be transferred to their medical unit. Not really mm -hmm. sure why, what the medical need is, but uh, mm -hmm. he was asked to be moved to the medical unit with where eight inmates live. And he was denied that request because they said they can't guarantee his safety there. I'll bet they can't. But yep. they can't. They also, mm -hmm. the jail has said that they received lots of cards for Adam on Harmony's birthday on June 7th. <laughs> good. But good, corrections good. officers did not deliver any of them. Well, they should have. Mm -hmm. Come on. All mail except legal documents is opened and, and uh, before pass being passed to inmates. Okay, yes, of course. Corrections officials said the decision was made not to deliver the birthday cards to him, but keep them in a file instead. Personally, <laughs> I say bullshit. No. Make him read them all. Yeah. That's his fan mail, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine what those cards must say? <laughs> I can think of what I would write in one. <laughs> I was just thinking the same Probably thing. Probably <laughs> not YouTube safe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 But uh, anyway, 
But people are shady and I love it. You mm -hmm. know, the fact that there was a huge campaign to send him cards on her birthday in jail. Yeah. Just to remind him. Yeah. Your daughter's still missing. Yeah. It's still your fault. You still need to fess up. Yeah. Now, of course, the other part of this, we reported last week that there was an apartment where Adam and Kayla, his ex-wife, had been living that had been searched. They took out portions of the sheeting on the walls. They took out portions of the floor. They took the refrigerator and replaced it with a new one. Uh, that's still all we know. There yeah. hasn't been a peep about what they did or didn't find. Well, there's tons of forensic work to be done there, and it's part of an active investigation, so we might not know for a while. Yeah. Her mother did say that she had been suspicious of that uh, property in the past and was really glad to see that they had finally searched it. Good, good, But good. that's literally all we know. Yeah. Well, we'll keep an eye on that because hopefully that's just stuff being processed at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully there's some good news there. Yeah. Or news. I, it, none of it's good. But. No, but at least news for the sake of her mother. Yeah. To know what's happened and where she is. Mm -hmm. So tonight, if you're listening to us live on Wednesday night, this is June 22nd of 2022. Right after this live stream is our true crime case update cold read party. So that is the membership that we have on YouTube and so we wanted to, uh, we're, we're going to start doing it after the Wednesday night case update in the third week of the month. So if you are already a member, just watch for that live stream to pop up and come join us and you can give us a cold uh, case to read for you. And we will, we only read cold cases and we will, you know, we'll each read, we'll take turns reading the cases and tell you mm -hmm. what, what we see about what happened in that case. If you have not joined yet, you can. You still have a few minutes. You go to the home screen of True Crime Paranormal on YouTube and click join. It's $4.99 a month to attend. We do this once a month. It's live. You can come and share your cases and hear what other people share. It's really a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. we've, we've talked about some really interesting uh, cases and situations. And every once in a while, we mm -hmm. like one so well, we actually pull it out and make it into an episode. Mm-hmm. So that is coming up tonight at 8 p.m. Mountain uh, right here on YouTube, if that's where you're watching us. And so we just wanted to invite you that if you haven't joined that already and you'd like to, now is a great time because we're going to be doing it right after this show. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Fun stuff. Well, I think that's everything that we have. I know. I think so. Nothing mm -hmm. in De Belvalo. Nothing. No, no, just kind of preparations happening for trial at this point i think mm -hmm. I, there wasn't even like a dl uh, meeting this week there was one order uh yesterday in Lori's file and it was an order for uh grand jury transcripts yeah you know because her attorneys are still playing catch up still don't have a lot of what they need right. i'm gonna go out on a limb here and assume that Mark Means didn't really share a lot <laughs> with Mr. Archibald. Yes. And that he's still missing a lot of information that he needs because he just hasn't, it hasn't been provided to him. Right. So, I mean, in order for the grand jury transcripts is pretty, that's pretty standard. He needs those. Yep. He does need those. So we'll be keeping an eye on that, of course, and let you know and let you know about everything else that we have going on and that we're covering we're mm -hmm. going to uh take a little break now and then we'll, we will be back for the case update live stream at 8 p.m mountain
Yep. So thank you all very much for being here, joining us, participating in the chat, listening live or after the fact. We appreciate all of you. Absolutely. You know it. We are True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. Thanks for being here. Take care. 